Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are starting today's reading with Isaiah chapters 37 through 39. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shibna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They told him, This is what King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, This is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home. So he will return to his land, where I will have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that the king that king Terakiah of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him but before before leaving to meet the attack he sent messengers to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message this message is for king Hezekiah of Judah don't let your god whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well that the kings of Assyria have done where, what they have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations as Gozan, Haran, Resva, and the people of Eden, who were in Tel Asher. My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arphad? What happened to the kings of Seraphim, Hina, Ava? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread out it, spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, 
You are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sinashahab's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord our God. Then Isaiah, son of Amoz, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you prayed about King Shinashahabs of Assyria, the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have defied the Lord. You have said with many chariots, I have conquered the most, the highest mountains. Yes, the remotest, remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest heights and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and have refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot I stopped up the rivers of Egypt. Have you not heard? I have decided this long ago. Long ago I planned it, and now I am making it happen. I plan for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grass sprout, sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well, where you stay and where you come and go, and I know the way that you have raged against me. And because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put a hook in your nose and a bit in your mouth, and I will make you return by the same road on which you came. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Here is proof of what I say is true. This year you will eat only what grows up by itself. And next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year you will plant crops and harvest them. You will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, 
will put roots down in your own soil and grow up and flourish. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march against its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter this city, says the Lord. For my own honor and and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then, King Shinashahab of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god, Nishkach, his sons, Aramelech and Sheshazar, killed him with their swords. Then they escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Ershadon, became the next king of Assyria. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, went to visit him. He gave the king this message, This is what the Lord says, set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. Then this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add fifteen years to your life, and I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend this city. And this is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do as he promised. I will cause the sun's shadow to move ten steps backward on the sundial of Ahaz. So the shadow on the sundial moved backward ten steps. When King Hezekiah was well again, he wrote this poem. I said, in the prime of my life, must I now enter the place of the dead? Am I robbed of the rest of my years? I said, never again will I see the Lord God while still in the land of the living. Never again will I see my friends or be with those who live in this world. My life has been blown away like the shepherd's tent in a storm. It has been cut short as when a weaver cuts cloth from a loom. 
Suddenly, my life was over. I waited patiently all night, but I was torn apart as though by lions. Suddenly, my life was over. Delirious, I chattered like the shallow swallow or the crane. Then I moaned like a mourning dove. My eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help. I am in trouble, Lord, help me. But what could I say? For he himself sent the sickness. Now I will walk humbly throughout my years. Because of this anguish I have felt. Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You restore my health and allow me to live. Yes, this anguish was good for me. You have rescued me from death and forgiven all my sins. For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is ready to heal me. I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. Isaiah had said to Hezekiah's servant, Make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil, and Hezekiah will recover. And Hezekiah had asked, What sign will prove that I will go to the temple of the Lord? Soon after this, Merodach, Baladam, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift. He had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick and had and that he had recovered. Hezekiah was delighted with the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure house, the silver and gold, the spices and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in the palace or his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked them, What did these men want? Where were they from? And Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? asked Isaiah. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord of heaven's armies. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of the Babylon's king. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given to me from the Lord is good. For the king was thinking, At least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Finally, we're going to be reading Psalm 76. For the choir director, a song of Asaph, a song to be accompanied by stringed instruments. 
God is honored in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and the swords of we- and weapons of war. Interlude. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. Our boldest enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in the sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. At the blast of your breath, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots lay still. No wonder you are greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Interlude. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the the awesome one. For he breaks the pride of princes and the kings of the earth fear him. Today's reading we see that Hezekiah prays when he is in trouble. He prays wholeheartedly to the Lord. And God brings rescue. Hezekiah could have gone his own way. He could have gone it alone. Just as the enemies of Assyria had been taunting the people and the king to reject the Lord and go their own way. But Hezekiah does not do that. In the case of the army of Assyria, he prays to the Lord and the Lord rest and the Lord rescues many of the so many the overwhelming majority of the army of Assyria is wiped out due to God and when Hezekiah is faced with a severe disease and is even warned by the Lord that he is going to die Hezekiah doesn't turn to anywhere other than God he prays to the Lord rescue and the Lord rescues him we will often say that prayer is powerful and it is but prayer is not powerful because of the prayer itself or because of the person doing so prayer is powerful when we go and seek out the Lord the God who is over all things There is power in prayer because of the one who we are talking to. Hezekiah recognized this and he prayed to the Lord and God rescued him. Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray nearly enough? If we would pray in the same way that Hezekiah did, that he he humbled himself completely to the Lord to trust in God alone, and God rescued. What we need to do is pray more, not less. May we trust in the Lord who is able to do all things.
Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.